0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakers Silver Screen and Roll Podcast. I'm Alex Padilla.
1: I'm Alex Regla.
0: And we got basketball in our minds, and we got real basketball games in three weeks. Alex, what is going on today? How are you? Training camp is here, and basketball is only three weeks away.
1: I'm pup, man. I'm so excited. Like, I'm a huge... October fan in general like there's a ton of fun stuff going on in October with postseason baseball and NBA coming back So I'm just really excited for this whole month
0: Especially here in Los Angeles when you have the Dodgers being the one seed again with high expectations for a World Series You have incredible expectations for the Lakers second favorite or first favorite I don't remember if they're to win the NBA finals either way The excitement and the expectation for the Lakers are sky high and now we're actually getting to see a little bit of what they will look like because obviously training camp has started we're sitting here recording on a Tuesday night so they've finished four practices in training camp so far and they're heading out to China to start their preseason games as they play a preseason game on Saturday
1: yeah and I think actually um, getting that chance to maybe travel as a team and kind of get you know kind of be in those confined spaces together in a different country I think that could be a good bonding experience for this team and maybe maybe expediate that that chemistry a little further than other teams who are kind of you know, learning on the go and stuff like that. So I think this could actually be a benefit for the Lakers if they're you know, have to be kind of close to each other for a while here in the flight or in hotel or whatever. So this could be a good thing.
0: It's gonna be a very fun preseason, but I think we're gonna get tired of seeing the exact same team over and over. I don't know if yeah. you're taking a look at it because it's they play the Warriors four times and the Nets twice. So a lot of D'Angelo D'Angelo Russell coming in our lives here shortly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I it would be ideal if we got to get a look at different uh, teams and a little more interesting uh, matchups. But, I mean, at least we kind of see how they they, they kind of match up early on with the Warriors, this new-look Warriors. Even though I know a lot of guys aren't probably going to play, especially that, much, that many minutes. But it's still going to be interesting to see how the Lakers match up with them this go-around. I mean, I remember last year the, the Warriors-Lakers-Summer League, uh, sorry, the preseason games were actually a lot of fun with LeBron hitting that kind of half court shot at the buzzer so hopefully at least something interesting Get from those I especially
0: i just think the environment in china is really good because i think those people are going to be super excited for this game regardless if it's a preseason game or not mm-hmm. so getting that excitement getting yourself a like a you know reacquainted with that feeling of playing in front of a giant crowd playing in front of a crowd that's excited to see you i remember last year when lebron made his debut with the lakers here in san diego i went to that game and it felt like some sort of like playoff game in this our crappy sports arena here in san diego <laughs> it was a. Uh, like, so preseason can generate some buzz. I'm sure the players don't really care, but it's a good warm-up, and why not play against the Warriors and the Nets? Who The Nets are probably going to have more expectations next year, but still two, two good teams to play a bunch of games on. But like we said, the Lakers have started training camp. They have four practices in so far. Has there been anything that has stood out to you where you're like, wow, that's really cool for the Lakers? Or has it been, like I believe, just a very quiet training camp so far
1: yeah I think it I think it has been really quiet and I think as we kind of mentioned off air I think that's a good good thing for the Lakers like we're we're kind of we were always kind of nervous about this team being combustible or something going wrong or someone saying the wrong thing or you know causing a headline or something if it was either Dwight Rondo or Jason Kidd or someone but so far everyone's been kind of saying the right things everyone's been seemingly playing really hard and the guys, a lot of people had question marks, have kind of been playing really well. Like Dwight Howard's already been singled out from the coach and from Anthony Davis for for being one of the highlights of training camp so far. So that's definitely a good sign.
0: Yeah, last year we were talking about the meme team. We were talking about LeBron's debut. It was a brand new looking team. This one is also a very brand new looking team. But when you have veteran presence like LeBron and Anthony Davis and Avery Bradley and Rondo, it's 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 quiet, and that's a good thing. You know, there's nothing crazy going on. There's no one causing drama. There's, the only real, true storyline that we have to follow at the moment is Kyle Kuzma's injury that he suffered back uh, with Team USA at the FIBA World Cup. Uh, we didn't really know exactly what it was. Now we know it's a very, uh, it's a left foot injury. Mm-hmm. And he, today he called it a serious, but not serious injury. I'll just read it to you directly so I don't ever want to misquote anybody. He says, um, at the same time, it was good that we caught what I have at the right time. So it is serious, but it's not serious. It's all about just rehabbing and getting back to it, progressing. Well, I'm thirsty to get back out there with my teammates. And the latest update today was that quote from Kuzma and also Rob Polinka saying that Kuzma will be reevaluated in two weeks when the Lakers get back from their preseason road trip to China.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I I was really hoping we would be able to see Kuz in China and and with this team in preseason to get those reps in. But I hope it's nothing serious, cause like you know, just to be another two weeks, just to be reevaluated, and we don't know how long after that he'll be cleared. It sounds like it's a lot more serious than we both initially thought it would. Thought it was when he got cut from uh, Team USA or or let go because he was injured. But I just hope it's nothing. Nothing that lingers. And we kind of mentioned this last week that we're so we're really hoping that this team stays healthy this year. And I feel like that's one of their major weaknesses. Is if they get hurt for one of those key players, it you know, it can change the the dynamics of the team and change their, their ceiling out, output if they're of a guy like LeBron or A D or Kuz, even Kuz gets hurt. And I think it's really important for this team specifically that they stay healthy, those top guys.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. We both kind of expect a lot from Kuzma and I think the Lakers do expect a lot from Kuzma as well. I think they might be treating him with um, a lot of caution because mm-hmm. they know they need him. Um, so I'm okay with that. And if Kuzma's not new to the team, I know the whole team is new basically, but he's not new to the organization. He's not new to the team. He's not new to playing with LeBron James. So for him to miss some time, I'm not too worried about it. Like if Anthony Davis was recovering from an injury and he was missing time and reps with LeBron and the rest of the guys, I would feel way more like panicked about it. But the fact that Kuzma's already played with LeBron, Kuzma's already kind of established himself in LA, I'm okay with it. I'm not too worried about it yet. But like you said, if it's serious, then uh, we could be in trouble here early on.
1: Well, have you, have you given any thought? If, if, say, Kuz has to miss any you know extended time, is there a player you have in mind that you think could either fill that spot or someone has to get moved up a spot because of Kuz's injury?
0: Like who I expect to score way more if Kuzma goes uh, maybe out? Maybe
1: like, uh, like as a six-man, yeah. Like as a six-man yeah. – like who do you think would take that spot I
0: don't know that's a really I I, probably (laughs) probably KCP (laughs) (laughs) I mean we both know he would love to get that volume just like someone that's going to get that amount of minutes is it going to be someone like Jared Dudley off the bench is it going to be someone maybe like we're not expecting and I know they don't play the same position but it could be someone like uh Troy Daniels that comes in and starts you know playing more minutes uh could it be KCP? I probably lean more towards that because unfortunately he he does show flashes of being able to score, which is what these Lakers need. And I think that's gonna be an overlying kind of theme to the season is who's gonna score after the two. And we've talked about it. Me and you, Alex, have talked about it so many times. And that's kind of been one of our main topics in the offseason is who is that third score? So it's kind of hard to answer that, but I would say, you know, probably. KCP, what about you?
1: No, yeah, I was, I was just thinking about it because we, we often talk about who should start for this team. That's usually a talking point, but we never really discuss like what that bench lineup is going to look like and kind of where that scoring comes from. I, I mean, I would maybe guess that Vogel maybe staggers LeBron and AD's minutes, where one of them is always on the floor, or something like that, where the Lakers don't have to go too long without at least one star on the floor, and they're kind of, and they're lucky to have two guys that they can rely on uh, just being on the floor at once, like that they can throw it into the paint for Anthony Davis or just give it to LeBron and he can create something. So I think they they are fortunate that they have two guys who are able to do that. But if I would maybe kind of agree with what you said, I think maybe Dudley gets put in that four spot and maybe a guy like Troy Daniels gets slipped in like as an extra guard or something, just to add a little more firepower from the perimeter or something like that. But um, in terms of like another guy who could create their own offense, like we mentioned, there's not another guy really besides Kuz who can really do that, besides LeBron and Anthony Davis. So it is going to be and interesting to see. And Alex Caruso. And Alex Caruso, of course. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's a good question. I think something Vogel's is going to have to kind of pay attention to during these first preseason games. Yeah,
0: and at least he's going to be able to figure that out right now. Yeah, you know, like at least that's kind of an advantage if we want to spin it into the positive. Is that yeah, so Kuzma's out right now. So what would happen if he's out during the season? Well, we're already going to have those answers here in the next two weeks. They're going to play games without him. So I guess that's – I mean, that's my best positive spin. But you know what else I've done? And we didn't talk about this off-air, so if I surprise you right now. Yeah, I, I, I've i almost talked myself into – I haven't almost. I have talked myself into that Dwight Howard is going to have a really good year for the Lakers. I've, I've – in my head <laughs> – I'm like this guy's gonna come in and drop 15 a game and get 10 rebounds and he's gonna be kind of not the old Dwight Howard like dunk contest Dwight Howard and maybe not All Star level but I've talked to myself without publicly admitting it until right now that I think Dwight's gonna have one of those years.
1: Well, and and coming from you, you you kind of declared yourself as like a pessimist and someone who kind of takes things uh, a little negatively. So I'm surprised that you're so so high on Dwight. Is there something? that's kind of changed your mind or
0: looking at the roster over and over and over and just seeing where the talent is it's very top heavy it's incredibly top heavy and that's why we keep talking about the third score once cousins went out who i was expecting to be that third option it's you know i just don't have faith in danny green like during the regular season. Has he been clutch in the postseason? 100%. Do I have faith in K- KCP and Rajon Rondo? No. Is Alex Caruso an unproven commodity? Yes, 100%. Is Quinn Cook able to score threes and Troy Daniels able to score threes? Yes. But how reliable are they on a day-in, day-out basis? Um, Avery Bradley has come in. 40 pounds. He said he's lost 40 pounds in the last year. And he's going to bring in some defensive tenacity. But is he going to be the kind of guy that's going to come in and drop you know, 15, 20 points a game? No. Is Javel McGee going to be that guy? He's up and down. He showed flashes last year, but at the end of the day, it's still Javel McGee. He's 31. He's not a like a new talent. So, I'm just staring at this roster over and over and over, and I'm seeing that Dwight Howard probably has the most talent. Like when when you really kind of look at this roster, that not that there is, but like he has a lot of talent
1: and that's something we kind of talked about when we were when they were looking for a backup center once uh DeMarcus went got hurt and uh, we mentioned that Dwight has you know the most talent among those free agent options that, at that time between Noah and him and Spates and stuff like that. So I mean I'm not I'm not surprised that people are high on Dwight and I think when you play next to a guy like LeBron you're going to get lob opportunities and dump off looks and easy opportunities at just by virtue of be, being next to LeBron or in the paint, you're going to get, like, 10, 12 points automatically. Like, it just happens just by playing next to LeBron. So I could definitely see Dwight, you know, scoring double figures, and I just hope that defensively— I, I mean, I've been more impressed from the clips defensively where he's talking. He's very audible out there calling out plays and calling out where guys need to be on defense. So if he can be kind of a vocal leader out there, too, I mean, that that's going to be a huge plus for the Lakers.
0: Yeah, I think Dwight uh, LeBron James was very complimentary of of Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee. He says he really likes the team. He loves what they've come in. They've come in in, in great shape. They've uh, Avery Bradley's coming in great. He's, LeBron said everyone came in in the best possible shape you can be in without playing basketball. So, obviously, LeBron's high on the guys so far. But, I mean, when you look at this roster, am I missing something? Or do you think that there is someone out there that's going to be able to do or what we expect Kuzma to do? Like, do you see someone on this roster that I'm just – Kind of not seeing.
1: I think it's got to be a group effort. I don't think there's one player on this roster who can kind of create off the dribble or kind of take a guy off the dribble and drive to the basket and either make a play for himself or another guy. I mean, you have that, I guess, in a way with, I guess, Rondo. But again, he doesn't have that scoring dimension that Kuzma has, where he can kind of score from all over the floor. But he can drive to the paint and kind of dish it and stuff like that. So it's going to have to be, like. Uh, by committee, where guys kind of fill in the spot who's leaves, and I, I think so
0: yeah, it's, it's going to be like someone different every night, which it, I'm cool with. Yeah, and
1: I think that's how they built their roster. Where we talked about a guy like Daniels, and something that's something Vogel. I'm not sure. No, actually, I think it was uh Jared Dudley during media day said that there's a guy like Troy Daniels who's going to win you a couple games this year by just getting getting hot from the field and hitting like four threes uh, on a random Tuesday night, and I think that's something that went into building this roster where it, it does feel like there's going to be somewhat different every night. And it's going to be interesting to see how often that's a guy like Daniels or a guy like Dudley or Green. And I think that's like a a dynamic that the, this Lakers team didn't really have last year.
0: So let's talk about that, too, because a couple of days ago you wrote about Jared Dudley kind of taking Kuzma under his wing and – like so, you're Alex Reg. Obviously, I already introduced you. I'm Alex Padilla. This is the first time you guys listen to it. We record here every Wednesday. Uh, the two Alexes with no show name. But you also <laughs> write for you also write for dot and com, and you wrote about that about Jared Dudley and how impressed he's been with Kyle Kuzma.
1: Yeah, I, I I thought I I think so far Jared Dudley is becoming a really easy fan favorite. Like besides Caruso, it seems like everybody's really gravitating towards Jared Dudley, and I think for good reason he's kind of said all the right things like we've mentioned with other guys and he mentioned that he wants to kind of be Kuzma's mentor and kind of take him under his wing and kind of help him reach his full potential because they, they play the same position. He has experience working with younger players before. He he helped D'Angelo Russell last year and uh, Russell kind of credited Dudley and other veterans on the team for helping him take that, that next step in his development and he's worked with Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Giannis even and um, Harrison put a actually added something to my post about uh, an interview Dudley did where he had to kind of convince I think it was either kid at the time, which is actually kind of ironic, but uh, that he convinced whoever the Milwaukee coach was at the time that Giannis should start over him, like over Dudley. So Dudley has a good rapport with young players and good uh, has has the proper experience to kind of help them in their development and we always talk about how this team's like a win now team, but Kuzma's development is still really important and we need him to take that next step. And if Dudley can do that, that's, that's a great value on a minimum contract where you can get a guy who's a veteran and could be a role player, but also help mentor like the one young guy on this team.
0: Yeah. And let's not forget, like when the Lakers traded the young core to New Orleans for Anthony Davis, Kuzma was the one that Palenka was like untouchable. So clearly the organization thinks highly of them clearly the players are thinking highly of them so you know if you if you're listening to this and you're like why are you guys talking about kuzma so much in this injury like it's not that big a deal we have anthony davis we have lebron james uh it is a big deal because you know the lakers are so high on him let's not forget that that this is the guy that they that they chose that we're keeping this guy
1: yeah no definitely and even if you're not high on kuzma like i, I think it's really hard to argue that he's not important to this team like even if you rather of them kept Ingram, Hart, or Lonzo, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still see the value that Kuzma offers his team. He's like a a super low usage player. He cuts. He doesn't really need a lot of touches. Like he's like I I uh, I, I may have a piece coming out on on uh, some site. I'm not sure yet what site, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I kind of go into Kuzma's like impact on the offensive end and why it's so valuable on a star-led team because he doesn't really need touches like he was one of the few players who scored over 1200 points last year and he did so like on the third or fourth fewest touches so that's a very valuable at like skill to have on a team that has these two really high usage guys and even a guy like rondo who needs the ball in his hands that you need someone who kind of score off the ball and find little avenues in the paint and stuff to kind of get these opportunities in. i think kuzma is one of the few guys on this roster, if not the only other guy on this roster, who can do that.
0: So what else about free agency this summer? Um, Obviously, when, when Kawhi signed with the Clippers, was it a shock? Yes, because all signs were pointing of him coming to the Lakers. The biggest shock of the summer probably, I think, was that when Paul George came with him to the Clippers. I didn't think that was out of nowhere. There was no signs that that was coming. And from all reports, it sounded like that was kind of a last-minute thing. Like Kawhi was really going to go to the Lakers if if the Clippers couldn't pull off getting a second superstar. So that was probably the biggest surprise to me of the summer. Um, Is it surprising to you, here's my segue, that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are finding out that Los Angeles is a Lakers town? Because they were both out in public this week, Kawhi Leonard went to the Rams game on Sunday. Paul George went to the Bellator fights on Friday, I believe it was, or whatever, Friday or Saturday at, at the Forum in Inglewood. Both booed by the crowd when shown on the big screen. Do you think that was a surprise to them?
1: No, I mean, there's no way it could be. Like if they, if they didn't expect this by based on their decision to go to the Clippers, I mean. I don't uh they're actually numb to it all, or they just or I don't know like there's no way that they you can join a Clippers team after kind of having meetings with the Lakers and Paul George knows his history with the Lakers and yeah. his whole sports center video, and he knows he's already been booed before by the Lakers fans, so I guess he's at least used to it, but I um, think
0: uh I think we just hate Paul's that play for Clippers
1: <laughs> i mean former former Laker Chris Paul for like a few minutes, yeah. but uh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is, I wonder how long it lasts. I wonder if if it gets a little more rowdy during the regular season when it's like a home game for the Lakers or when they play the Clippers. Or I
0: think it's going to be like, if they're going to go to other sporting events, which Kawhi Leonard does go to a few Padres games in the off season. but if they choose to go to sporting events like football games or baseball games, I mean, they really got to go to Friendly Fire. They got to go to like Charger games and Angels games. They can't be showing up to the main teams.
1: Do you think Laker like, fans, after a while, just become become numb to it and just don't care anymore? They just
0: depending like... it depending on how well the Lakers do compared to the Clippers do. Okay. If the
1: if the Lakers are smashing
0: and the Lakers are winning and the Clippers suck because that report that that John Ireland reported is very true, like Paul George is not playing until November, maybe. Um, you know, if 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 it turns bad on them, I think it would probably be a little lessened because it's like. Hey, you guys! You guys messed up. Like, you guys chose the wrong team. Look at the Lakers. Look how they're doing. They're amazing. If the Lakers are terrible and the Clippers are doing really good, then yeah, they're gonna get like, it's gonna be wild. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I I just I'm mean, having kind of flashbacks to the whole Paul George when he was on the Thunder, and those games where guys would cut co- like fans would come in Paul George jerseys, like Laker custom jerseys, and other nights he would just be booed crazy loud, and then. Uh, I'm I'm just kind of curious how a guy like Kawhi takes it. Like he's been mostly in small markets either. Well, Toronto's not really a small market, but he's been on these kind of low key teams. It hasn't really had to deal with this type of this media or this kind of fa- this uh, fan interaction. So I'm interested to see how he kind of handles it all because we know he's kind of quiet as it is. I wonder how yeah. his post game qu- comments about like a fan's reaction might be.
0: Yeah, just—he's entered the space of getting booed now when he goes to away arenas. Like that's how good he's become. Paul George already dealt with it, like you said. Now together they're gonna deal with it. You know, on a nightly basis. That's what happens when you become a favorite. People start hating you, mm-hmm. so you're gonna sell out arenas every night, everywhere you go, because you are the team to beat, and you're gonna get hated, and you're gonna get booed, and and it's really interesting to see because Kawhi is like one of the most quietest NBA superstars ever. I can't remember another quieter person in my life that's become such a superstar in the NBA. Um, it, it is going to be interesting to see how he deals with it, and hopefully it affects him negatively if you're a Lakers fan.
1: I mean, and ultimately, it comes from a place of Lakers fans being upset that you didn't join the Lakers, so I, I, I know that Kawhi and Paul George have to at least understand from that point of view that really these fans are hurt that you didn't pick their team. Like, at, at right. the end of the day, that's why they're booing you, and because they wanted and you on their team so badly.
0: And that's why the Lakers Clippers season is going to be parallel the entire year. It's going to be compared and contrasted, it's going to be like evaluated similarly because they're the two favorite teams in the NBA to win the finals. They play in the same arena in the same city and both were going after the same superstar their seasons are going to be just on track the entire way. Now, can one go south really fast and one go good? Yeah, but can they both be good? Yeah. So, I think when we bring up Clippers it's not necessarily because like we're jealous that Kawhi went. I just think it this this year, this story is them together.
1: Yeah, and there's like a finally for the first time ever, there's like a legitimate chance where we can have Lakers Clippers in the playoffs or even like in the Western Conference Finals, which is insane. Like that would be nuts.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if they just meet in the playoffs, that would be insane. Even if it's a 1-8 seed, it would be insane. It would be absolutely incredible. Hopefully, the Lakers are in the playoffs and they don't suffer any injuries and they don't suffer any crazy downsides like Jason Kidd trying to take over, which <laughs> is, I think, greatly exaggerated in my opinion, but who knows? Um, you know, we'll see. Um, it's funny, though, like because, you know, we're – we're here at silverscreenandroll.com, and we have a podcast, a different podcast like every day. So it's not the same people, or it's not the same two people talking to you every day. It's a bunch of whole different characters. we got a long list of really talented people that work here. Uh, and I saw today's podcast with Anthony and Harrison saying, prepare yourselves for Rajon Rondo to be your starter. And uh, I was just like, boys, do we not listen to the two Alexes?" Because I've been saying that all summer. Rajon Rondo is going to start for the lakers in the beginning of the year and i hate i know people don't want to hear it but it's just going to happen
1: <laughs> man you're you're on the wrong side of this rondo uh i'm not happy about <laughs> it alex i'm
0: just saying like if it was me it would be caruso it would be bradley it would be uh-huh. somebody else but i'm telling you that in a with a roster that had so much turnover you want not you or me but vogel is going to go with an experienced guy just to wet, ride out the storm in the beginning, it's not the end of the world if he's the starter. Is it the end of the world if he's playing 35 minutes a game and is getting done? Yeah, but yeah. like that's a different story. I'm just saying, let's prepare. Yes, prepare yourselves because that's what's going to happen. And, and to me, does it make sense? I guess would I do it? No.
1: And I think ultimately that that's the I I, I think that's been my point this whole time when it comes to Rondos. I just really hope that if they do go with Rondo starting or they do kind of give him the chunk of the the starting point guard minutes. It's done early in the season to kind of see if it works or not and then make the change rather than kind of making a change midway through the season and going to Rondo and kind of riding him into the playoffs where it doesn't work and they kind of are stuck where they can't bench him in the middle of the playoffs for a guy like Caruso. I'd rather have them try the Rondo thing out early if they're going to do it at all. I'd rather them kind of set the groundwork early on that it's going to be Caruso or Cook and then Rondo has to accept this kind of reduced role but if they're going to kind of decide to stick with Rondo and kind of make him the starter I hope it's kind of done with early on and kind of see seeing if it works or not and if it does work like obviously you stick with what works like it doesn't matter if you like the guy or not if it's working and they're winning you don't make a change but if they struggle out of the gates and you kind of look at the numbers in the film, like Vogel said, and Rondo is a net negative out there again. Then yeah, you got to make a change.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, and I'm t- I totally in agreement with you on that. But yeah, I'm not on the I'm not on the Rondo bandwagon. Let's just put throw that out there before I start getting attacked on Twitter again for my hot takes. But I'm not on the Rondo bandwagon. I just think that's just what's going to happen here to start it off. But hey, it sounds like LeBron is pretty happy with uh, what Frank Vogel's doing so far though. Like he was very complimentary of the entire coaching staff. He says everything's going great. Um, and he's, you know, he's kind of loved what the front office did with the off season, even though LeBron and Anthony Davis had a lot to do with it. If you read the, their comments <laughs> about that, like it was, it's funny. Cause like LeBron's like, you know, I play on the court, they handle what's up front. And then Palenka comes out. It's like, yeah, they pretty, they pretty much, uh, we, we were texting each other. We were calling each other, three-way calls, group chat. three-way text, group chats, and they were, Rob Polinka and the front office staff made every free agent decision with LeBron and Anthony Davis in their ear. So it's for LeBron to come out and say, like, I pretty much let the people upstairs handle everything. Like, come on, dude. We, we've we heard that before and we know the truth. And I love that uh-huh. Polinka came out and was like, yeah, we were all locked in that together.
1: I mean, I'd rather than be transparent about it. Like, it, we know that LeBron had like, at least some say in this roster. And just looking at it, you know, he did. It's like, it's the perfect formula that he's always kind of won with. It's like a bunch of shooters, and he got the star player he, he's kind of wanted to team up with. So obviously, he had a say in this. And obviously, Anthony Davis did too when they signed Cousins and when they brought back Ronda. Like, those are two of his guys, and two guys that he is comfortable with and like. So yeah, both guys had their say, and both guys kind of at least not have delivered the results, obviously, but kind of got what they wanted and i think it's going to be up to them to kind of push this team to that to where they want to go now that they have the guys they wanted on there
0: by the way no matter. i love lebron james i'm so glad he's a laker and i know last year didn't live up to to the hope but whatever i love lebron james is laker but if i'm rob palenka i'm calling anthony davis more and asking him more because Mm -hmm. he's the one that's going to be a free agent next summer it's like so what do you want here like what do you want to play with who who do you want to play? What kind of style do you want to play? What kind of coach do you want? I'm calling Anthony Davis a hundred times more than I'm calling LeBron James.
1: And, and it sounds like even LeBron kind of realizes that. Like even he has to kind of like make sure Anthony Davis is happy. Like all the quotes we've gotten from LeBron so far of like, "Yeah, we gotta run this offense through Anthony Davis. Like we gotta run it through him." So I think even LeBron knows that, that at this stage of his career, he needs a guy in his prime, a guy like Anthony Davis to kind of help him win that next championship and. He knows that he doesn't have that many years left, and to, you can't you can't afford to have Anthony Davis walk in free agency. You're kind of stuck on the Lakers for another year before you're able to leave. So he knows that retaining Anthony Davis is also in his best interest also.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%, man. At this point in his career, he's got to be the second guy. And he may not be the second guy statistically, but he's really got to kind of lay low on the minutes. I think last year, his injury probably gave him like a wake up call. Like, you know, like, okay, I'm thirty-four. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be thirty-five. This isn't gonna last forever, even though he still played amazing in the games that he did play last year. Like people forget that. He was still what, twenty eight, eight, and eight all year. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And and people and he didn't get any like what what team was he? Like third team all I don't even remember. He was so you know, LeBron's obviously still got in the tank. This is the longest off LeBron's had in a very long time. So very much looking forward to seeing Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and we get to see them on Saturday, Alex. We get to see them finally together. What time is that game, anyways? It's gonna be like a oh man,
1: I I, you know I think it's around five thirty. I think I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if LeBron's. Do we have? I'm not even sure if we have word if he's playing.
0: I'm not sure if he is playing or not. But the game is Saturday at five p.m. on Uh, TNT. Oh, a TNT game already? National broadcasts already. (laughs) Yeah. And if you uh, want to watch the Brooklyn games, I hope you are a soccer fan because you're already used to it. It's uh, They're both at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So And then the the final three against the Warriors, I believe they're back here in the States, and they are at 7.30, all of them at night. So at least we get to watch the first one without worrying about waking up at 4 in the morning to watch it. So there's that. I mean, I'm just excited. I can't ex- explain anymore. Like This offseason, it came really fast after the NBA Finals. We were going at it. You know, this entire entire website, this entire podcast network, like everybody, we were rolling hard in this free agency news, and then it just came to a screeching halt, and now it's like, okay, now we're talking about basketball, now we're talking about games, (laughs) now we're talking about lineups and rosters that we've actually seen play before, so I'm very excited, and me and you, man, I'm. last year, uh, I did a podcast with somebody else, now you're in, so I'm excited to do this podcast all season with you, so. I'm very much looking forward to it.
1: Same here, man. I definitely, I can't wait to start talking about like actual basketball with you and what we're seeing on the floor and what's working, what you don't like, what we do like. So uh, I'm pretty pumped that we have like actual content and basketball stuff we can actually talk about. So yeah, definitely. Excited. Those,
0: uh, the, You're not going to like those Tuesday 8 p.m. tip-off games though when we're recording until midnight for a Wednesday drop. <laughs> I'll
1: that, tell you that. that. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. But as long as they win the game, I should be in a better mood. If they yeah. get blown out or or your boy Rondo struggles and they, they lose oh, because of it. My boy Rondo. That, he's your boy. For, <laughs> going forward, that, that's your guy.
0: Rond- Caruso's my boy.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't have no, him. Car-
0: Caruso's everybody's boy. But, yeah, man. Um, Last year, though, they did do pretty terrible on Tuesday night. So, hopefully, they do turn that around. I remember, like, just coming out, like, well, they lost again. They did it oh, again. All so, right, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, um, so, yeah. Hopefully so things want, go better this year. Hopefully. So, do we want to continue the finer fine game with Magic Johnson?
1: I mean, it, it, we could maybe do one last edition before the the yeah. games start.
0: Yeah, because this is uh, I mean, he's really just. I mean, we kind of know what he's going to do, right? Like he's gonna he's gonna tweet about what it, it's like his journal. That's all it is. It's Magic Johnson's journal. He quit to write a public journal. That's all it did. <laughs> So he did tweet about uh, the Lakers, though, twice. Oh, okay. So he did tweet about A Rod and J Lo, and then he <laughs> tweeted about the Dodgers making the playoffs again. But he did tweet tw- he did tweet twice about the Lakers. I'll read you the first one, and I think these are both fine. But I'll just read them both to you, anyways. The first one just landed in L.A. from New York City. While flying, I got the chance to watch the Lakers media day. Laker Nation. I'm so excited about what I heard from all the players regarding defense, holding each other accountable, and being pumped about their roles on the team.
1: I mean, that's, I mean, he's, at this point, he's still the president of basketball operations, correct? Like he's, then yeah, that's totally fine. That's fine. Yeah. And then
0: this next one is totally fine, but it's an opinion. Lakers Nation, it's like the old days where we all, where we're, excuse me i'm start over Laker nation it's like the old days where we will have two mvp candidates this season in lebron and anthony davis
1: it's, it's accurate like <laughs> like if if nothing else he at least kind of lists facts in his tweets so yeah that's that's fine that's true and
0: and that's that man the rest <laughs> the rest of the rest is just like you just gotta watch i mean i think we'll we won't continue the game weekly unless he starts dropping uh rankings in alphabetical order again
1: sure yeah 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 oh man it you we definitely have to bring it back if he does that that's that's a must like i would love All to right. hear his like favorite halloween movies or something like that that'd be great yeah
0: his favorite rank your halloween candies oh there October. you go yeah well alex you can catch alex on twitter at alex m regla alex m regla mm-hmm. on twitter you could also catch him on silver screen and roll and possibly other websites that we won't say but if you do that you, you can catch him on twitter and then uh I'm AlexPedia at alexpid86. You got something to say?
1: No, no, no. I'll say yep. Like definitely just Twitter is probably the best place for that.
0: Yeah, Twitter. Are, are you going to are you going to continue to tweet like a crap ton about wrestling?
1: That's all I do now, man. It's the it's still the off season. It's, the off-season, it, it's still, right? until, that's all. Until NBA starts. That's all I'm doing. Are are you, are you a wrestling fan at all? Have you ever watched wrestling?
0: I was a massive wrestling fan growing up. Just incredible. I had the video games. I remember when Monday Night Raw was created, I freaked Mm out. I was like, I get to watch wrestling on Mondays for free, like no (laughs) pay-per-view kind of thing. And I think there was two. I think it was Monday Nitro on WCW. Okay, okay. So
1: so you're unaware of what's going on currently then, it sounds like. They're
0: moving to Fox,
1: right? So there is – Well, how many
0: many wrestling things are there? Is there still – so WCW and WWE.
1: That's oh wow. Okay, so okay, so WCW. Uh, this is really quick, for I kind of lose all the Lakers listeners. So WCW got again. uh, the Lakers bought them out. So they they own WCW after their little Monday Night Wars, but okay. there's a new promotion starting actually tomorrow Wednesday, and it's a promotion that's going to be on TNT called AEW, which is
0: AEW.
1: Gonna be, yeah, and it's going to be going up directly against WWE uh their their show so it's gonna be they're on wednesdays now yeah well they have uh a show called nxt that's on wednesdays on usa but these two shows will be airing at the exact same time so they'll be kind of be battling for for viewers so it is kind of like that monday night wars that you used to watch where it was nitro versus raw so it's kind of a really exciting time for for wrestling fans which i know there's probably not a so, lot of overlap with Laker fans, but that's yeah, all I'm doing now until Laker game starts. So,
0: hey, you never know, man. But is AEW? Who's like their 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 Hulk Hogan? Like, who's so, do you, or a woman,
1: Chris Jericho? Do you remember Chris Jericho?
0: I love Chris Jericho. Then
1: he's their current world champion.
0: He's wrestling again.
1: He is. He's, he's wrestling. He actually. I thought
0: he was like hosting television shows. No.
1: So he actually won their championship belt, and that night lost it, and they had a. Uh, he left it in a limo, and that belt got stolen. But uh, eventually, it got returned to him. So that's the Chris Jericho news of late. I uh,
0: I will just say I this is the second time I say this story publicly, and I don't mind. I had dinner next to Chris Jericho in Pasadena about two years ago, and Chris Jericho <laughs> left that steakhouse, basically being held up by his wife or girlfriend. So I could see why he lost that belt in a limo
1: um so uh he (laughs) lost his title belt at a steakhouse uh no way longhorn steakhouse i guess it's called i was at a steakhouse (laughs) so he has a a he has a history in it it sounds like Uh uh-huh
0: yeah let's just say chris sherrick i don't know if if i'm missing a story if if about any alcohol abuse i'm sorry but he he likes his wine that's for sure
1: uh so (laughs) uh you're kind of hitting on all the right buttons here his catchphrase is a little more of the bubbly and no he, way he, he yeah so you're actually kidding on all the things he's he is nice. that's his gimmick he drinks a lot of champagne now
0: maybe i should just watch aew for chris jericho because that sounds awesome
1: it's pretty great <laughs> it's pre- it's a <laughs> lot of fun yeah
0: awesome dude i don't think we lost any listeners in the last <laughs> i hope comments. not yeah i swear to you we didn't all right man well that is it lakers training camp day four uh just keep tuning in here. If you just caught us without subscribing, subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that there's podcasts, you can check us out there. Uh, I'm Alex Padilla, at AlexPadilla86 on Twitter. He's Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Get all your wrestling news right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, Well, uh, by the time we talk, the Lakers are going to have a couple games under their belt, so we're going to have plenty to talk about Saturday Against the Warriors, 5 p.m. TNT in China. Alex, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks, man.